The BBL show brings Jay and I inside Emirates Arena for the trophy finals as four teams go to battle. Jay, tell them what we got coming up. Well, Drew sits down with head honcho, CEO Aaron Radin for Hot Topics. Siobhan Pryor catches up with Shanice Beckford-Norton. But first, we go to our man, Mike Tuck, as he catches up with Cheshire Phoenix big man, Taj Teague. Taj Teague, man, really appreciate you joining us. I know you just finished practice. There's a lot going on behind the scenes here for the setup of the trophy final. But let's get into it about you. Let's talk about your background. You're originally from Indiana, big basketball state. You went to Ball State University. What was it like growing up in that Hoosier culture? Um, it's kind of hard to like describe if you're not from Indiana. Like, you know, basketball is the biggest thing, so it's like, I know you see all the viral videos and that's mostly schools in Indiana selling out. Like any game can have like thousands of people. So it's just, that's just basketball. It's just like, it's just huge in Indiana. And not only did you come from a basketball state, but you also come from a basketball family. Your cousin, Jeff Teague, former NBA All-Star, Marcus Teague as well, former London Lion. What was that like at the family cookouts in the driveway? Was there any big battles back in the day? Uh, really not till I got to high school and then like, I realized like who they were. Like I wasn't that huge on basketball when I was a kid, but so I mean playing them, you know, I couldn't really beat them in high school, but you know, their dad, my uncle Sean, he was the one training me. So it was just, it was just uh, getting bigger as I got older. And Marcus obviously played for the London Lions. Did you have many conversations with him about the BBL before you got here? Um, when we played in like program games, he just told me, um, actually he's the one who introduced me to Will. He was just like, look out for Will. So. I talked to him about a couple things here and there about it. That was mostly it. And now you're here making your mark for the Cheshire Phoenix. What's that journey been like for you so far? How, how have you, how's the organization treated you? And what's it like being on this team? Oh, it's been great. It's, you know, it's like a family, you know, they, uh, it's like a home away from home. You know, they really care about you on and off the court. So it's just been great. And then, you know, obviously trying to win a trophy to repeat for them. So it's a huge deal. And you're a guy who's 6'9", lefty, you can shoot the ball from long range, but you can play inside too. You're a very versatile player. How would you describe your game? Um, kind of like a jack of all trades, you know, just how I was training and brought up because of my Uncle Shine. Just, you know, try to keep, be able to do at least everything uh, well enough to keep yourself on the court. And finally, I heard you got a secret Santa with Coach Ben. <laughs> and he heard that you were a big guy on sandwiches. You love sandwiches. So I heard you got a book of sandwiches from Coach Ben. Have you made any of those sandwiches yet? No, nah, I stuck to what I know. It's like, <laughs> I'm not a cooking guy. It was two complex sandwiches we had to cook. I just like to throw some stuff on some bread and eat. But I appreciate it, though. It was funny. Well, man, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Good luck moving forward. Thank you. Aaron, welcome to the BBL show. I've been waiting to get on the show. Well, we're glad to have you. And we sit here in the Emirates Arena on the eve of the trophy final, everything looking pristine. How much hard work goes in from your team in planning an event like this? Oh, it's been months. It's been months of work. Um, we have a huge crew, well, not huge. So they actually, <laughs> a crew that does a lot, a lot of jobs to get this ready. Everything from selling tickets to preparing the venue, uh, dealing with all of the vendors. It's a lot of work. It's been months of it. 
Um, I think you saw the fruits of that in the cup final in Birmingham yes. just two months ago, and that was really just spectacular, and I, I don't expect anything less tomorrow. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of the court, it looks beautiful, and we've been fed very plentiful on the socials and the YouTube channel, and what does the marketing strategy look like for an event? So here, and I think to some degree we've been, you know, I don't know if you'd call it lucky or just fortuitous, is that with Caledonia making the final, we're going to have a really big turnout here of local fans supporting. I think the other thing is that Cheshire travels very, very well. Yeah. And they're going to have a big presence here. So uh, while we were spending a lot of time focusing on what the ticket sales were going to look like, when those two clubs made it to the finals, it filled up fast and we had a sellout before we knew it. So can, we can expect more Caledonia fans than Cheshire fans, or you think it's going to be about 50-50? I think you'll have to tune in to find out. <laughs> Technology is something that you want to incorporate into gameplay? I think going into next year, one of the things that we're going to be looking at is, is being as innovative as possible in terms of how we present the game. Um, we're bouncing around a lot of different ideas, some of which will end up in the garbage, some of which will end up on the court, and I expect there'll be other things that'll come up as well. I think that we have a license to present basketball in a way that it, you know, above and beyond how it may be presented in, in other leagues around the world. And I think we want to try and experiment. Some of those things might not work, but I think some of those things will stick and really enhance the value of the game. I think one of the things we want to focus in most of all is, you know, can we get closer to the players? Can we get cl closer to the coaches? Can we understand what's being said in a huddle? Can we understand what's being said in a locker room? What are they saying on court? Um, what does it look like when you're in different angles on the court? Like those are things that we're going to experiment with, and I think it'll just help to bring the fans closer to the game. Yeah, I love that idea, bringing us all inside the game. Yeah. But um, let's get to the game. We got four historic clubs uh, representing the WBBL and the BBL. Yes. What's your thoughts on the matchups? So let's start with 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 the men's uh, the BBL um, trophy final. Uh, I was actually here a couple of months ago and had a chance to see these two teams match up. It was a really close game, came down to the last minute, and I don't expect anything different tomorrow. I think it might be challenging right at the outset, with Caledonia playing in front of their home fans. There might be some added pressure for them. They might come out tight. I'll be very curious to see how that goes. Um, I think Cheshire defending a champion. I think they both sort of have different types of styles. Cheshire, particularly when they go to the three-guard lineups and they can go five out and really shoot the ball. Um, you know, if they make their threes, they're really hard to beat. And, you know, with, with Caledonia, you know, Sloan coming off the high pick and roll, Ooh. he's been really, really good this year. And, um, you know, I think it could come down to who makes the shots. Yeah. Um, so on the women's side, we have London playing Leicester. Uh, it's a rematch of the cup final. That was a dominant performance, of course, by, by the London yeah. Lions. Um, and so Leicester will be looking for revenge. I think, you know, one of the things when I think about the women's game uh, in particular and just basketball as a, as a whole in the UK is, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Jim Saker, uh, who's the chairman of the WBBL, and we've spent a lot of time talking about how do we align ourselves to really help grow the game for, for both sides. Mm -hmm. And I expect that we're gonna gonna be a lot closer in terms of what we're doing going forward. Of course, we have these these final events as as a reflection of how close we are, but I expect that's gonna get even closer going forward. 
part of that is that um, associating the men's teams with the women's teams and really lifting the capability across the board and the quality across the board uh, of all of the women's teams. I think you've seen a bit of a, of, of a disparity this year in terms of London's performance you know, relative to the, to the rest of the league, but I expect the gap is going to close, mm -hmm. uh, and I expect it's going to close pretty quickly. I think tomorrow, you know, Leicester's going to give a go, uh, and they've got revenge on their mind, um, and I'm hoping they give a good effort, and I'm looking forward to a really good game. Yeah, we saw a, a couple of games ago that the London Lions women's team can be vulnerable. Caledonia went yeah. down there and shocked the world. And, yes. then, and then, as you mentioned, it always comes down to making shots because the depth perception of these games is, is what's different for a lot yes. of players if you look at the venue was, that they play in. I was noticing that in the arena today. Yeah. Just, you know, behind the basket, that's going to be a different look for these guys. Yes. And, who adjusts best is perhaps going to going to determine who ends up taking the trophy home. Yeah. Well, let's get to yourself. You've obviously been in charge for four months. What has your life been like for the last couple of months in running the league? Yeah. So four months it seems like a lot longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> We've been very busy. We're working on a lot of things. Uh, the team has principally been focused on you know next year and beyond. Mm -hmm. and what. It, and a lot of different things that we're planning in terms of really upping the level of how we present this league to not only the fans in this country, but around the world. Um, you, know, you may have seen that we've had a number of job postings. In fact, it seems like every day I see something being dropped on LinkedIn. Yeah, I think with the number of postings we have now, we'd be at triple the size of our staff. Um, so we're growing. We're spending a lot of time scouting for talent uh, for a number of key roles. Um, Everything, you know, I think a lot of the focus, and I said this very early on in my tenure, and I don't expect that it will change, is, is really on content. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to present the game both in terms of the game telecast itself, uh, how the game telecast translates to putting highlights across all different types of platforms. But even more than that is how do we tell the stories about what's going on in this league? Mm. And so those are the things that are going to create the emotive connections for people to care, you know, whether they like and root for a, for a player or whether they, they root against the player, it's equally good for the league because they do, there, there is an emotion involved. They do care about what's going on in the court. And so, you know, everything from what's going on in the telecast itself to being able to tell the stories of, of who's on the court, uh, create familiarity with, with, with those players to a lot of the vignettes and other types of inventive, um, uh, content pieces that we'll be creating. We really want to get people familiar with, with who's in this game. And that's everything from the players, the coaches, you know, maybe even the league executives, we'll see. I don't know that we're <laughs> as interesting as the rest. Um, but I'm anticipating that it will have a real effect on getting people to really connect with the game in ways that they haven't yet. Yeah, and I'm excited. I've been present in a couple of your town meetings and the plans and the ambition that you've shown for the league is, is just so exciting. And just to close here, as we approach the towards the tail end of the season, can you give us a little glimpse of what next season will look like? Um, well, let me start by sort of talking about this season, because this season's been a blast for me. Yeah. You know, first of all, I, I you know, I can't be I can't express enough how appreciative I am and how welcoming everybody has been for me. Uh, the other thing is is how open people have been to change. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I didn't wholly expect that, uh, but I've been really pleased to see that. 
Um, I think we're going to try a lot of, you know, going to next year, we're going to try a lot of things. Not everything is going to work. Um, and, you know, we have to be ambitious enough and also uh, monitor what we're doing and look at, look at the, what the data is telling us in terms of whether these things are working or not. I think, you know, again, we're going to really focus in on creating a world-class broadcast product. Uh, we're going to focus in and really go in-depth from a content perspective. Um, we're really focused in on uh, what we can do to create great product. Mm -hmm. And by great product, that means what's on the court, but it also means what are people wearing. You know, uniforms, shirts, caps, the balls, like all of those things, we're looking to up our game. Um, and then you can expect that, you know, there might be something in, in, in store with respect to the brand itself and, and how we position the league going forward. Um, you know, I think the thing that's been really encouraging thus far is that this game does resonate and it mm -hmm. particularly resonates with young people. Absolutely. You know, the majority of our audience is 13 to 34. You know, for those who have been to a game, you'll see that it's a lot of young families. There's a lot of kids at the game, you know, having a great time. We want to like, you know, just magnify the level of, of that type of interaction and that type of audience engagement and you know that's where we're going to spend our focus going into next year and beyond well i'm ex i'm excited i've seen the league transform in the last couple of months and there's only more things in store and we feel that you're the right man in charge thanks for joining <laughs> us today so thanks so much thank you Denise, thank you for joining us on the BBL show. No problem, it's a pleasure. No, I've been really excited to have you on the show because I feel like we don't get to know enough about you. We see you smiling, we see you joking around all the time. <laughs> but I think we just need to share who are you, like who is Shanice? And I really want to start with the Commonwealth Games because I feel like that's when people connected with you over the summer. So talk to us about that. Um. Like overall, amazing experience, especially considering, I guess compared to other teams, the little preparation and the, the knowledge that we had on 3x3 basketball. But I've, I've said a number of times, like I commend Steph and like Steve Buckner and all the staff on how much effort they put into preparing us throughout the summer. Like a number of um, training camps and pre-tournaments to get us ready playing like France and Germany and like all these top teams so we know what level we need to be at to be able to really compete and then medal in the Commonwealth. And I think like Birmingham um, overall and like the just the Commonwealth community, I guess, did a great job of creating an atmosphere um, that was friendly and welcoming, not just for us, the other nations and all the fans that were there to watch as well. I mean, I watched on telly, I didn't get a chance to go down, but it looked phenomenal. Um... And the atmosphere, like you said, just looked amazing. One of my favorite games was the Australia game. I mean, beating Australia, and they didn't send their second tier. They, no, Lauren no, Schiff, like team. that was the yeah. top team. Yeah. What was it like to play against those guys and beat them? Uh, to be honest, like we spoke about it afterwards, that felt like a final for us. Yeah. <laughs> like it was amazing. Um, we had a we had a pre-tournament before, and uh, we played a little bit against like them in Canada and um, New Zealand. But like that game, just the intensity and uh, how well we played together we kind of put all the pieces together in that game. Like we, we traveled to Serbia throughout the summer and we did um, a training camp there from like some of the top coaches in 3 x basketball. And we, we really took everything and all their advice and their tactics and put it all into that game. And like it showed with the result that we got and that's how we looked out there together. 
Yeah, it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. Oh, thank you. It was a beautiful thing to watch, and even more beautiful that medal around your neck. How did that feel? No, I honestly felt like a little kid like, <laughs> on stage with my little like my Commonwealth mascot and the medal. Like it was. It the mascots are the best part. Oh yeah, it's literally sitting on top of my bed right now. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was like fantastic. Like, of course, after the game, um, the final, we were all kind of emotional, like when we went into the media zone, but even the press did a good job of just highlighting what we did well, as opposed to, oh, like, you didn't want to go with like, what's going on? Like, yeah. they, did a, they did a good job of just asking us questions about our journey and how it felt and how proud of ourselves we are and how proud our family and friends would be of us getting, even getting that far. Um, and I think surrounding that, the Lionesses were playing at that time. So there, there was that huge win. And I, I honestly think that fueled us, like just seeing them compete, uh, being women in sport, uh, that was amazing. And then like standing on the podium, like we were like, like we really did this. Like we had, I think Chantel and Sheridan had played together, but like Hannah, I had never met her before. <laughs> and um, like other than a little bit with the, the senior team, I hadn't played with Chantel and Sheridan, especially in that capacity of 3x3. So I think we came together really well. And yeah, we, we ended up really proud of ourselves. I think it kind of propels you into sort of a new world in a sense. You've always had a platform your platform just grows so much bigger after an event like that and not only just after the event but after being you now you're a, you're forever a commonwealth game silver medalist yeah, yeah what has that platform afforded you like what other things have you been able to do outside of of the london lions and outside of your playing and um, because of it to be honest at the beginning like i was like super pumped i was happy but i didn't really think about how much it actually meant with me coming back home and like me being in all these different areas like schools and community centers and different clubs and stuff like that like i had um georgia jones message me and she was like yeah you're gonna have to wear that medal for next year now <laughs> like you're gonna have to take it everywhere with you Sorry. and like that's serious because when people ask me oh like oh you compete in the commonwealth that's great and i was like oh like how did you do got silver where's your medal oh yes i did get a silver medal like people are excited about that and yeah, it's, it's done a lot. Like I'm, I'm going into schools and speaking to kids and back at my club um, in London as well. Um, they, they get so much excitement from watching me play. Like a few of them watched the Commonwealth and went to actually go to Birmingham and see, and then they watch us play with London Lions all the time as well. So I think it's doing a lot um, for me, my career, yeah, but just the exposure for women's basketball and British basketball, I think it's done a lot for that as well. And I think something, you know, we've talked about before and that you were passionate about is the stuff that Sam is doing with Hoops Fix. Yeah. Um, and about Pro-Am. I mean, I know you were sort of involved with that. So why is that so important? And, and if people don't know what that is, can you tell them about that? Yeah, so like with Pro-Am, it's basically like a summer league. Like last, last year was the first summer of him doing it. And I guess it's, it's what we needed for like British basketball in the summer, especially in London as well. There's so much people that travel to London in the summer and there's so much talent that comes back from playing in Europe or playing in college and stuff like that. And even ki uh, kids preparing to go to college as well. And it kind of just brings all of us together in one place. So like the younger kids are able to see what they're gonna have to face up to and what they're gonna have to compete against. And then all of us um, who are already playing professionally is coming together and like I'm playing with and against people that I played against when I was a kid type of thing. So it kind of keeps that like family aspect of basketball alive while still being able to compete throughout the summer and stay in shape. 
Yeah, it's amazing because I think, you know, during the WBBL season, I think as fans and as just people around the game, we sort of see the London Lions as that the sort of like British hub of where all the best British players are and we get excited about which British player might come next. Yeah, and, yeah. And I suppose the Hoops Fix program is the, the summer is all of those sure, British yeah. players yeah. in one place. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Is that something that you wish you would have had coming back from LSU in, in the summers? Um, yeah, 100% because in London it can be difficult to find facilities as well. Like I was lucky to have Mark at Barkin and like Ricky and stuff like that. So there was that for me, but like not everyone has that ability to just come back and be able to go to the gym and work out whenever they want to. And it's, it wasn't even like, program is not just a workout, like you're competing. <laughs> like it, it gets it gets very competitive, but um, there, there's the fun element as well. And yeah, I do I do wish there, there would have been that. And it's instead of me just like sitting at home, not doing anything. <laughs> Individuals by yourself. Yeah, and this, that, that, that gets a bit tiring <laughs> after a while. <laughs> sitting in the gym, not doing it. Tell you for coaches that that's what you were doing all summer. <laughs> All right. It was great to have you on the show, Shanil. Thank, oh, thank you so you. much for just sharing who you are and a little bit of what you do. And we see you on the court, but now we know a little bit about what you do off of it. So that's nice, it. sorry. Game time. <laughs> Game time. Mm -hmm. Siobhan, thank you. Great interview. Another final in the bag with these guys. They are awesome. Thank you to the league, as always, for allowing us behind the scenes. Emirates Arena was amazing. I can't wait to see what's next. Drew, lead us out. Well, I love these type of events. I can't wait to the next one, but I don't know about you guys. I'm exhausted. Let's get back on the road. We'll catch you guys same time, different location here on the show.